Hello everybody, welcome back to the Hastings Harvest, where I interview some of the most inspiring young minds, creators, and educators within their area of expertise and try to harvest how they go about their craft. Today is a special one. It is an in-person podcast with a friend of mine, Austin Barker, also known as Hooli by his rap or R&B singing name. Hooli is part of a rap group called Spacebound within Buffalo, New York, and if you have listened to my podcast with Daniel Neftali Bonilla. They're also uh, they also have very close ties with Freak the Mighty and Neftali. Uh, it's just another podcast to highlight really what's going on in Buffalo in the Buffalo hip hop scene. So we go over a lot of different things in this podcast. It's not just about hip hop. We talk a lot about his journey growing up and how he was inspired to start rapping, uh, to start Spacebound, how the career has developed since then. And then we go a little bit more into the creative process and more of the personal development side of things, how he's really developed a mindset where he truly believes, and I'm someone who's like to say, well, that he can do anything that he puts his mind to. So we talk a lot about that. We talk about how he's used psychedelics to enhance his art, and we talk about why every single person person in the world is truly creative. So there's a lot of great topics within this podcast from music, from personal development to creativity. So if that sounds good to you, keep on listening. I hope you enjoy this podcast with Austin Barker. All right, Huli, thanks for coming on the Hastings Harvest. Good to have another person in person to do these podcasts because I like, it's definitely more personal Mm -hmm. and I feel like I can talk a little bit better when I'm actually talking to someone and not a computer screen. Right, right. Uh, so to start off, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about what you do right now within the, the Buffalo hip hop scene uh, and just a little bit more about yourself. All right. So first off, my name is Huli. Of course, you already said in the beginning, Huli Love. Um, in the Buffalo music scene, I've been in the Buffalo music scene for like, I would say like seven years. Um, And it became, and I started off with me and Grace. If everybody knows who Grace is, my best friend. Um, We started off in high school around like sophomore year, something like that. And uh, we was just rapping, like that's what we did. And we was just going around school with our our group name. My group name is Spacebound. And um. We would have our shirts. We would have all of our friends in our shirts. We would hang up like flyers whenever we had a show in the school, and like the teachers would be like taking them down because like we're not supposed to be hanging up flyers in the school like that. But like we ain't really care. So like, and we trying to get lit. So yeah, um, and then yeah, ever since that, me and Grizz just started doing a lot of shows, just making a lot of music, meeting a lot of people, and that's how it all started for me. Mm-hmm. And. Since then, how has Spacebound changed? Have you introduced new people? Have you kind of developed it differently? What is like? What's the group like now? All right. So from from the jump, of course, again, it was me and Grizz, and then it was one night we was at Grizz Grizz's house in the backyard. We were having like a bonfire. It's just me, Grizz, his little brother who was Mitch, and his our friend our friend Brittany, and um. 
we were all freestyling in the circle or whatever. And then, like, that was the first time anybody heard Mitch even, like, rap at all. And we was like, okay, like, <laughs> he could kind of rap. And then, like, Mitch would just tag along, like, because that was, that was just, that was just Grizz's little brother. And then, out of nowhere, Mitch just started making music. And then, he tagged along. And then, there's my man's, Zay Rose, Isaiah. He went to our high school. So... Uh, he will always come to our lunch table. Me and Gray sat at the lunch, sat at the same lunch table, and we will always just like, like bang on the tables and like beatbox and freestyle and stuff like that. And Isaiah will always come over from his lunch table, and then like, we was like, okay, he can rap too. But like Isaiah, me and Isaiah, like I had a whole another friend group in high school, and then um, me and Isaiah kind of just like started to hang out more out of everybody else in that friend group, and then one day. I was just talking to Grizz because, like, me, Isaiah, and Grizz would hang out all the time, smoke weed, whatever. And um, I was like, what do you think about Isaiah joining Spacebound? And then he was with it. And ever since that, Isaiah was in Spacebound. But then a lot of things happened, you know, disagreements, you know, egos, life life happened. Yeah. And now I now Zay Rose, he's he's on his own path right now. He's still he's still like with us like to the death. But like now he on his own path. And now it's just me, Grace, Mitch. So it sounds like you have had a passion for hip hop for quite some time now. How did how did that develop and what were you first listening to that really inspired you to want to pursue this as something like serious my dad first off my dad and my mom my parents they're just they love music my dad can play the piano he can sing my mom can sing a little bit too like she doesn't do that much musical things but she loves music she could dance really well i started off with dancing that's what i did like i was just i was a dancer in the family really i was i couldn't i was not i couldn't sing i didn't know i could rap none of that like my brother and my sister are like beautiful singers like my brother's name is miles b and my sister who's mahogany barker my brother is he's been doing this music stuff for like a really long time he's like he's like the avatar of the music world to me like for real for real he's crazy but um he was really a big part of inspiring me to uh, do music just like seeing him just seeing what he did and also my older cousins they're they're they were they're in a group called first class and first class holds artists like Billy Asco and OG Soul. So like I was always around like them in a way. Like they, they like some of them be at like my, my family Christmas parties and stuff like that. And I just thought that I always that thought they were cool. And then I was on YouTube one day and I seen I looked at Billy Esco and I watched one of his I was watching his music videos with OG Soul and I was like, wow, like I think I want to be a rapper because <laughs> it was so raw to me. It was so raw. And I always liked music. Like like the first couple, like the first album I bought through CD was like a Chameleon Air project. I don't know why I bought the Chameleon Air project, but I did. And I always liked like Chingy and like Pharrell and like Andre, like the song Hey Ya by Andre 3000. That was just like one of my like favorite things. And then um, I started to listen to Mick Jenkins. You ever heard of Mick Jenkins? I haven't. He's fire. He's fire. And Actually, the name sounds familiar. I don't know. I probably have listened to like one of his songs. Yeah, he's from Chicago. He's he's not that big, but like he got a lot bigger than what he was before. Mick Jenkins, Dash, Earl Sweatshirt, and Tyler the Creator. I literally like loved them so much and just studied them. 
to where I studied them so much, I developed my own style out of being inspired by them. And like, I used to just, I used to rap, write my raps to Mick Jenkins, like verses, because I was just learning. I was just learning. I really couldn't rap. I was trash. Like I was like, I was actually really bad at rapping. Right. And like, I just kept doing it. And I don't know, I feel like I have a gift that I can do like everything. So whatever I put my mind to, I just get really nasty at it pretty much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the type of mindset that I've definitely carried into pretty much everything I do. And I definitely want to talk about having that type of belief Mm -hmm. and just knowing that you, if you really put your mind to something, you're capable of becoming incredible at that thing, Mm -hmm. like talent or not, as long as you're willing to put in the hard work. I want to discuss that more, but I, I want to talk a little bit more about the hip hop scene here. And for those who don't know, who haven't listened to my last podcast with Neftali, who is another Buffalo rapper here, Spacebound and Freak the Mighty have a pretty strong connection that you guys developed. How did how did you guys first meet and how has that relationship flourished since then? I remember I remember performing at a show at Mohawk Place. It was me and Grizz's. Uh, it was like one of our first like really like like oh like we got a real show in Buffalo like it was one of them shows and um we didn't really know anybody like that. Kevin AP were also performing at this show and that was my first time seeing them live, right? And while we on while we walking around, I see I see T up in the up in the stand, up in the uh the crowd or whatever in the like the about the top row part and I'm like, I know that dude. I don't know where I know him from, but I know that dude. Then I went to a Tyler the Creator concert and I see T again just walking. I'm like and we like meet eye contact like each time. I'm like, I know he knows yeah, me and yeah. I know him. All right. Yeah. But like that was that. I that was that. And then John John, I knew him through baseball, okay? Mm-hmm. Shoshone Park. I live in Chictawaga. I used to live in Buffalo, but my parents took us out of Ch- Buffalo, moved to Chictawaga. But I was still playing baseball in North Buffalo. And his baseball team and my baseball team were like rivals pretty much because like I play for the Yankees, he played for the Cardinals. I'm getting way deep into it. It doesn't really matter. but um, Yeah, I, I used to play Shoshone actually. Really? Yeah, for many years I played baseball, <laughs> Shoshone. How old are you? 23. Yeah. What team did you play for? Um, was this during like majors, minors? Like I don't, yes. I don't even remember. I played majors. My, I think I played, I played majors that. only one year and I played... I, I honestly don't even remember. <laughs> I, I think it was the Yankees. You played for the Yankees. And you said you did, right? I played for the Yankees. I might have been on the team, and I don't know, you might remember a kid who was really bad at baseball. <laughs> so you might have been I, on my team? Maybe. What honestly, that it wouldn't surprise me with Buffalo. At all. And like, at all. Buffalo, Buffalo is, like a, is the type of place where it's big, but you know everybody like everybody yeah and that's how like the all the stuff happened for me me and freaky mighty right john john hit me up on on twitter and was like yo i have these friends and they're really like they're working really hard with music like they're really good and you guys are also really good i want you guys to like meet up work something so i was like send me their stuff so he sends me daniel's stuff and I'm on Daniel's SoundCloud, and he has a song called um, Nimbus. 
Nimbus, oh my God, I was listening to the song. And I'm like, this man is like actually really good. And like, he's speaking about life too. So I hit him up on Twitter and I was like, why did you name this song Nimbus? <laughs> <laughs> that's how you, that's how you went after. I mean, like, I mean, like, I hit him up, I hit him up first. I, and then, and then I led into that. And then he explained why he named the song Nimbus. And then I was like, we gotta, we gotta like work. Like we gotta link real soon. And then me and Grizz were throwing a show called, I believe it was Bound One. We were throwing Bound One. We had this artist, Don Zombie, performing. Don Zombie was in Texas. He couldn't show up. So I was talking to Grizz. I was like, what do you think about getting Freak the Mighty on? We'd never met them yet. We didn't know them like that. When they, I don't think they, they probably had one performance. It was like, like at, a, at a, in a basement or something like that. Right. And I was like, let's do it. He was like, let's do it. So we got him on the show. They I, we hit him up and, we, and then like uh, T, I hit up Daniel. He hit up T and I was like, yeah, we we definitely down. Got on the show. They got out there, rocked the stage. I was like, what is what is this? Like, why did they just why did they just go this hard? Like, we don't even I don't even know who they are like that yet. And then they had another show at <clears throat> this it's like dance studio place looking thing, and everybody was singing the lyrics to their song at the show, and it's crazy. Cause I'm like, yo, when when did this happen? Because like right. we just got them on our show, and that was like the first like big show that they had, I, I think. And boom, they were just like that. And then ever since, like I don't know, I don't know. Ever since that, like we just started to link. And next thing you know, we got a whole group together called Seek. And honestly, it's just life. Like a lot of things go back to my childhood that bring me to right now. And Shoshone Park was actually a really big part of my childhood. So it all makes sense to me why we're like hand in hand with these, with Freak the Mighty right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I definitely noticed too. I remember going to Freak the Mighty's first shows and like finding out about you guys and just the contagious nature of like seeing a bunch of people sing lyrics and like go so hard with freak the mighty like i feel like that brought people who were like hanging outside the crowd just like i'm going in here like something something great is happening Uh here and a huge part of you guys and like freak the mighty's like come up in buffalo has been just the great friends that we have that has like been so dedicated to the music learn like learn the, the lyrics not intentionally but right. like we listen to your songs because they're fucking good yeah 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 so we have like such a big great friend group who's so supportive mm-hmm. that go to every show that is and i think like like that's a huge reason that so many more people who we've never heard of who are in buffalo who go to these shows uh end up supporting you guys so heavily because of that contagious nature yeah, yeah, of being yeah. at the being at the stage and wanting to be a part of something like that and like to dive in deeper deeper into that it's like like what me and grizz do like for spacebound it's just really real i guess it's true it's like it's not fake we're not lying about nothing we it's, it's this is real music and and when we get on stage it's real energies it's real love it's like for for me, when I get on stage, I I love to talk to the crowd. I love to connect with the people. And like, when you when you doing things like that, when you really trying to like put real words into people's ears, it's just life is just gonna like work itself for you. I feel like 
and like people are it might take a little bit longer because the world loves fake things the world loves bs but but the real is always going to prosper for sure and we just keep working like that's <laughs> that's that's really what it is and and we and we all just have a, our own vibe to us too like grizz grizz rap all fast and with his little he he's like really cartoony kind of with his voice <laughs> it gets so crazy that's but true. It's, that's it's, true. if it wasn't for grizz yo like i would i wouldn't i don't even know where i would be because like i was rapping with grizz and like he could he could spit forever mm-hmm. and i couldn't we would play people our songs in like high school and they'd be like yeah grizz your part was raw they would not say nothing to me and i'm like i gotta step it up and then, yeah, rapping with Grizz, I, I had to step it up because he rapped so hard that, like, I, I wasn't about to just stay whack. <laughs> and my brother, if it was whack, he was going to let me know that this song was whack. And he te- he definitely let me know when my songs was whack. But then I worked up to where I'm at right now. Right. And how would you how would you describe, like, your sound? Like, what is your style of, of rapping, of singing? Because... I know you you do do like singing more like R and B type stuff every once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like <clears throat> my sound is it's just a mixture of everything that I grew up around. Like it's like a melting pot, yo. It's crazy because I can I can rap like I could flex rap, you know, talk about whatever I feel like talking about. I could I could rap for my soul. I could sing. I'm not the best singer ever, but, like, my brother was like, bro, you can sing. So, like, I started to sing and, like, come to find out I can actually sing with the help of, you know, a little bit of mixing and stuff like that. A little bit. I don't need that much. But, like, yeah. And I I even have, like, a little bit, like, like screamo, like, punk tracks, like my song Julio. Or I could sing to you, like, I got have this song called uh, Frank Ocean type beat. It's, like, soul music, R&B soul music. So I don't even know what type of music I be making. It's just holy music, really, because it's so much. It's so many different sides of me, which is also kind of hard because everybody's always like, "Oh, we want this holy." When I'm not in that mood, like I'm not. Right. People keep telling me they want trap holy, like me talking about shaking, shaking ass, and and drugs and whatever, and money, and like I'm not in that right now. Like I'm in love. Like I got a girlfriend. Like. I can't rap about that right now. Like, it's a completely different me right now. So, like... Mm-hmm. I feel like you can tell when a rapper isn't really speaking from their soul mm-hmm. within songs. And I feel like to really stand out in any type of music, you have to be you have to be yourself. And that's the only way you're going to stand out because no one else Facts. is like you, is yeah. like what you're producing. And that is something that really stands out to me in like you guys and like freak the mighty is like you bring your whole like a whole different vibe because you all have these unique perspectives that you were brought up with and you like apply that to your music yeah and we stay true and we stay real yeah and so it's, it's it's easy to not stay real in, in the in the world honestly too but especially hip-hop i feel like like yeah. so many people rap about very superficial things and like while there's obviously a place for that like it goes hard. Like I love listening to that music. Right. Like I don't want it. I wouldn't necessarily listen to a rapper who like only produces that. Like 
when I hear lyrics that like really speak to me and like have meaning, I'm like, though that stands out way more to me. I'm like, wow, this is good music. This makes me like feel something deep. And that's what I like. That's that's my my main goal. A lot of times when I write like my best songs, I don't even feel like it's me sometimes. Like I have this song called Rush. It's like I dropped it like four years ago. And I dropped a song, I dropped a snippet. When I dropped a snippet on Instagram, I was like, it's not done, it's not finished yet, but like, let me know what y'all think. Everybody like, nah, this is finished, drop this immediately. So I did. So I did. And the song was so real and and people felt it so much that like, people was crying to the song. Like, like Audie literally posted a video of him on his Instagram story, cry, crying to the song, crying to the song. I'm like, yo, this is wild because the song is life. Somebody commented under the video, under the song, under the song on SoundCloud and literally put life. I don't know who it is or it, the name is Sasquatch and it just says life. And I'm like, that's crazy that you say that because every word in it is just life. You got to listen to it if you've never heard it. I'm yeah, I don't, I don't think I have. Where do you expect to be in like a couple of years from now with what you're doing, with what Space Pound is doing? What what do you want to happen? And like, how how are you, what's the work you're putting in that's going to get you there? Like, how are you trying to make more of a name for, for Space Pound, for yourself, for Buffalo Rap in general, mm-hmm. which has definitely been making a name for itself yeah. recently, which is great. And uh a lot of people who are listening probably don't know, but uh, Buffalo hip hop is on the come up right now, and it's great to see you guys yeah. like during the whole process of it. And you've been building up such a strong following in Buffalo, so it's like I know it's only a matter of t- a matter of time till you guys get there, but like to a national level is what I'm talking about. But what 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 is the type of work you're doing? like for yourself right now for for all of that to get there so for myself again like i do a bunch of different things so my so my for myself right now i've been painting a lot i still make music often but i was i was in painter mode for a little bit and what i was doing right there was just trying to get my art I was giving paintings out for free too, like paintings that I could sell for like 200, 300, 500, giving them out for free just because I wanted these pieces in people's houses, just so they could, just so my, my, my vibe was in that, just was in the house. But I would, I would, I'm not giving it to, I wasn't just giving it to anybody. I was giving it to people that I felt something for, like that were real people, genuine people that I messed with. Um, that was that that was that's what I've been doing recently, but right now I'm definitely getting back into music mode because we just moved into our new crib. And it's just music at all times. It's just music at all times. And for myself and for Buffalo, I just feel like I'm providing just an energy that not that nobody else has and and a genuine energy and just like putting these people together and these people together and combining it and just seeing what happens. And that's that's how a lot of things started. Was like we would do shows. We had Bound One and Summer Bound. And that summer 
that that was just we just had we just had it lit. We were throwing parties. It was just lit. Like we just we was just them boys. We was just them boys and just like bringing things together and watching it flourish and and making and making music and just connecting with everybody in Buffalo and just like seeing sides. And for right right now, I feel like <clears throat> I'm just I'm just working. I'm just creating. I'm I'm tired and it's nothing else that I can do right now, I feel, besides work and create to take me to the next level and to connect. And that's what I feel like I'm doing for myself. I'm just working and creating. Like what I could do for Buffalo right now, I can't even say I don't even know a hundred percent what it is because I because I do. I'm just in a time I'm just in a point in my life where, what can I say? Like, again, I'm just working. That's, right. that's it. Right. Literally, I'm just, I'm, like, I woke up tired. I mean, that's that's the mode I'm in, too. It's yeah. not really, it's really just nose to the grindstone work to get to where you really mm-hmm. see yourself and where you know you can get to. Yeah. And, t- and once you get there, yes, you're still going to work, but maybe maybe it'll be more focused on developing other areas of your life. That's right. how That's how I feel, at least. Like... Right now, I know the potential that I have if I put in the work. And, you know, people say work smarter, not harder. There's a, there's a truth to that. But, the like, the people who stand out in their industry are the guys that are working their asses off. With that phrase, like- with that phrase, if you balance the two, then, like, you're unstoppable. If you yeah. can find a way to balance the two yeah. of those, you're unstoppable. Yeah. There's obviously time for rest. And for recovery, mm-hmm. which I try to do, and I find that when I don't, I give myself zero time to rest, like my work suffers. But it's just a simple fact of the universe that the more value that you give to the world, the more you're going to get back. The law of exchange is a very real thing. So it's it's really just about putting in the years of effort, and for you specifically putting like consistently putting out music eventually well it's going to consistently grow but you might have that one song that one thing that just completely does it explodes (laughs) your career like that's going to happen one day Mm -hmm. as long as you keep putting in the work um do you have any like sort of habits that you do on a daily basis to enhance your creativity drugs (laughs) actually uh, I like shrooms. Shrooms, okay. I like shrooms. And I smoke a little bit of weed. I don't really smoke weed that much. How often do you take shrooms? I'm not going to lie. See, like, I don't I don't full-on take trips. I like microdose. I literally bite the stem. Right. Small piece of the stem going on my day. But it's that's not even really to... And I mean, when I paint and if I smoke or if I ate some, a little bit of shrooms, I can concentrate a lot more i suck at concentrating my patience is really i don't have patience (laughs) i'm working on that but yeah really nothing really enhances my creativity really besides inspiration from myself and my friends and the music i'm listening to or the art i'm seeing or my girlfriend or my parents or my brother sister that's pretty much it. That's where I get my enhance of creativity from. Was the mindset that you have now that you can pretty much do anything if you 
put your mind to it and put the work in, like you feel like you can accomplish, conquer anything. Was that mindset natural to you? Like, have you always had something like that? Or is that something like you've developed I think, over the years? I think it, I think I've always had it because my dad is just a really, he's a real man. He's a real man. Like he raised me really tough and I get everything, not everything. I get a lot of things from my mom also, but I'm like my dad. I'm my, I am my dad. And with him being my father, yeah, I do believe that I, I've had this mindset for a really long time. And I feel like I was always good at the things that I did. <clears throat> but then I got to high school and I was playing high school sports. I started to lose my confidence because of like my coaches excuses myself basketball I lost confidence in myself baseball was my my number one and I started to lose confidence in myself in baseball and I I was not hitting like I wanted to hit and and it was I was getting down on myself and I was competing with other people and getting down on myself and I was like man like I know I'm good but like I can't hit the ball I suck like and that was eating me up and then I could and then I got out of that and I realized what was going on and I could, it sometimes almost comes back with with music, but I realize what my brain is trying to do and I knock that off and I just get back on my, I can do whatever I want to do. Like I can, I can, I can do this. I can do that. Like, and I, I need to stay like that, but sometimes like people be down and, but those is just some days it could be, it could be all week. Sometimes you down, but you always stay up, pick yourself right, right back up. I think that highlights something important to do things, do more things that you're not necessarily super good at. Because if you stayed in your little bubble of being great at everything, you wouldn't have the humility to grow yourself as a Mm -hmm. person because we all have our natural talents at things. And if we were to just pursue those, it's like you're never really going to know what you're truly capable of unless you do think stuff that's challenging to you and this is stuff like that i that i actively try to pursue now is like i want to like when i was a kid the thought of doing something that i'm not good at was like boring it was like i don't want to learn this like i don't want to be bad at something now like the thought of i don't know learning a new language learning how to code or something like that, like learning anything. If I even learned how to try to like rap, I'd be like, it would excite me. Like learning something new, you have to get to the point in your life where you have that mindset where you're like, this is going to be challenging. That sounds fucking awesome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It scares a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. So do things that scare you. And I told you before we started talking about uh, or before we started talking on the podcast that I was thinking about moving and I I will be moving out of Buffalo in about a month mm-hmm. to Las Vegas. Oh. And I'm going to be moving in with two other pretty popular YouTubers. Um, and one of them I actually went to high school and middle school with. Like this guy, his his channel like blew up. He, they're both tech YouTubers, which is a lot different from mine. But th- this is like... A risk for me because I have, you know, like like a good network here. People like 
some people know about me with videography and while the majority of the work that I do is remote and online, like it's just a big risk to go somewhere where I don't know anybody, where I don't know the environment there. But that for that reason, it's like it excites me. It excites me to try something new and yeah, unknown. That's fire. And I'm I'm really excited for the whole experience. I haven't really announced it on anything. I wonder if I will have by the time this podcast is out. But uh, yeah, for people who are listening, yeah, that's. That's something that I'm doing, and it's crazy I'm, out there too. Yeah, no, Vegas for sure, and I'll also just be closer to, like, much closer driving distance from California, mm-hmm. where, like, YouTube people that I know from online are there. Mm-hmm. They're like, they want, like, I want to hang out with these people. Yeah, I'll yeah, finally yeah. be able to do that within driving distance. Yeah. Like, I think that if I didn't, like, this could really propel my career oh, with, for sure. with social media and like all that stuff so it's worth the risk like if you if <laughs> there's a good quote it's uh if you don't play you can't win <laughs> so something like that so yeah i'm super, super excited and yeah just take new challenges take on scary uncertain uncomfortable mm-hmm. things and that is really what makes you grow. I think this year has... I was about to say, yeah, this year has right. been a lot of that. Right. Just growing. Right. A lot. I'm, I'm, I've been in a relationship for a year and some change. And like, dude, you listen to my music two years ago, talking about how I'm never going to find love, how I'm a so, uh, I'll run solo, da, da, da. Dude, I, I was afraid of love. Like, it'd be too much. It'd be too much for me. And like, my brain be doing a lot. But I dove into it. I started to, I wanted to learn how to draw. Dove into it. Now I'm, I just sold a piece at this one show for 200. I be, I got, it's mad, I got mad art now. Like I can sell for whatever, whatever I, whatever I feel because I taught myself how to do this. This is, this is me expressing myself before, like after my practice and like, you know what I'm saying? I'm making this. What's another thing? What's another thing? Cooking. I wanted to learn how to cook. Before I left my my parents' crib, got this job as a cook. I was only cooking for six months, barely really knew how to cook. So I started a cooking job at Elderwood, a nursing home. Now I'm cooking the old people dinner in the nursing home. Now I know how to cook. It was uncomfortable in the beginning because I didn't really know what I was doing. They just threw me in there. They didn't even care that I I was only cooking for six months. But now I know what I'm doing. I'm good. I'm, I'm nice at it. I put myself through the, through the uncomfortableness, and I grew. Like. Right. Sometimes you don't even realize that you've grown because you're so down on yourself about other things. But you like, yo, like I've been down on myself on certain things, but then I sat back and realized, I'm like, yo, I'm out of my parents' crib now and I know how to cook right. well. Yeah. Why, why, am I, why am I not paying attention to the, to the little things like that? Like, mm-hmm. Because everything else is distracting, like the growth. But at some point you start to realize you're still growing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely important to reflect on those things every once in a while because it definitely does make you feel better, but it also shows you where you're actually at mm-hmm. and how much progress you've actually made whenever you're down on yourself. And I just think that, you know, your belief system, your mindset is it's the key to really anything. And something that I've just been thinking of a lot this year since finally doing pretty much everything I've ever wanted 
to like like the types of jobs that I want to do in my life is that anybody is capable of this. Anybody is capable of becoming the person that they always want to be. Everybody is creative too. I truly oh I truly believe that. My girlfriend and that, says it all the time. Yeah. And the reason people don't think that they're creative or they think that they're lacking something is because of the way society and culture brings us up. We go through a system that makes us feel a lot smaller and worse than we actually are. Human beings being the only self-aware beings that we know of within the universe and we like we are creators. Right. Like we we came from a creators. Right. <laughs> exactly. So it just shows like we can create like people don't they they live their life based on someone else's terms and they don't think about oh this is this is the one thing that i always keep in my head is that you have one life and you're not going to get a second shot at this what and eventually like this might be a very like nihilistic type of of a view on the world but it's like optimistic nihilistic yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'm like eventually everything's gonna be nothing like nothing's really everybody's opinions they had about me everything is gonna be nothing one day eventually so why the hell wouldn't i do with this one life that i have what i really want to do with my life right like and that's i feel like everybody should be thinking that like the biggest thing that old people say like they they wish they did more of what they wanted to do and i don't want to be that old person yeah so i work i'm working on old people like so like i'm watching them i work with a bunch of i think these people are miserable like because they didn't do what they wanted to do they settled mm -hmm. and they're there and you can tell by just the look on their faces like how they walk around the place and i want to get out of the place because how it makes me feel yeah. it's not inspiring it doesn't motivate me to do anything at all mm -hmm. i'm tired i want to go home and lay down because i just cooked dinner for 180 people and i just want to chill and like, it makes me not even want to like make music sometimes because i'm tired yeah. and that's not cool yeah that's that's how i felt when so i gotta leave yeah <laughs> i got to yeah i i felt the same way whenever <laughs> i had a job at like service industry mm -hmm. restaurants Oh, it would yeah. drain my energy nice. being in that environment where everybody there doesn't want to be there. And I've become so more attuned with like my vibration, my energy lately. And this is something that people can develop through a lot of different things, through meditation, through psychedelics. I know psychedelics helped me increase my self-awareness and what I'm really capable of. Because mm -hmm. psychedelics really shows you that pretty much anything is possible yeah, right yeah, yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. so much more that we don't know it literally like it literally like takes off a lens of your yeah. eyes and just like opens some up mm -hmm. a lot of people some people can get that without psychedelics but if you do take a psychedelic this will definitely happen to you for sure and like yeah i'd be telling people like definitely take a psychedelic like one time you don't even got to do it mad times you do it one time and you will exactly. get everything that you need from that. Exactly. The first time I did psychedelics, it was LSD. Changed my life. Same. Changed my life. With grace. So, so, like, in terms of energy, 
And I've just realized that doing what you're truly meant to do, I feel like I'm doing pretty much that now. Like you'll have so much more energy and being around the right people. I didn't realize how important that is. Like when I, something with Freak the Mighty, Spacebound, the Buffalo hip hop group is that when you're at the palace, which is what Freak the Mighty's house is called, like I walked in there the other day when I saw you in there and we talked about this, my energy just like lifted up. It just up. goes up. It just goes like it just it, goes up. And I feel like so many people still aren't aware of you. You really are. Uh, you're around. Yeah, you you are who you surround yourself mm-hmm. with. So that's something I've become so much more sensitive to. Like anyone's talking drama. Yeah, negative things i'm like i'm getting out of here i'm getting the fuck out it's of funny here. you say that because me and neftily like every single time if anybody says like of course some sometimes somebody says something negative like that's just like being a being a human yeah. but like if it's too much like we like Get shut out. shut that down like yeah. it's not cool like yeah. it's, and like we kind of at a point right now like it's all pretty much getting shut down because we just need to talk positive and i was talking about today a lot of things that I say happen, and it's really weird. Like it's, it does, or I think about it, and it happens, and I just need to speak positive at all times because I don't need to get bit in the ass of something dumb I said, and and I get uh, some negative vibes coming to my way because I'm uh, I do not need that at all. I'm glad you said that because it also reminds me of how powerful the spoken word is. What like. I tell myself on a daily basis, like a lot of affirmations, and I thought that these didn't work for a period of time. I remember I used to do them a lot. Uh, My sophomore year of college is when I started to really partake on like my spiritual journey and developing myself. And I remember I did a lot of meditation, a lot of affirmations. I was the happiest I've ever been. And I stopped doing it for a while. I got a girlfriend. I kind of focused less on less on myself and my craft yeah. and just stopped doing meditation and affirmations. And I remember I felt significantly worse and and then mm-hmm. less good things were coming into my life. And now that I've started to like every every yeah, focus on me every night before bed saying these affirmations of what I want, I'm seeing that yeah. happen in yeah. reality. It's yeah. it's crazy how much it actually does work and honestly people would say something like uh you can't prove that through science or that like i they're blind right and when people say that i'm just like the scientific method cannot prove everything that happens in the universe i always say i always say science is 50 percent fake (laughs) i always say that it might not be 50 percent fake but it's a lot of it's a lot of things that we don't really know that they've given us. So <laughs> do yeah. we really know? Yeah. No, we don't. <laughs> right. So, yes, I'm, I mean, I grew up in a great house, great family. Like, I'm very lucky and that probably helped a lot with me being where I'm at today. But Same. I do truly believe that anybody, no matter what their circumstances with the right mindset and the right dedication to their work can get to where they want to be even if they're working a very horrible job like nine to five or something 
use that time at night if you really want it. You will use some of that time at night to put a few hours towards what you really want out of life. Mm -hmm. Everybody makes excuses, but there is time in the day, no matter what, for you to develop yourself. Mm -hmm. It's it's just, that's true. I just, I you know what it is? Why people don't do it is because they're so comfortable. Mm -hmm. And once you get comfortable, like, why would you want to get up? Like, I'm cozy. Why, why would I get up and do something different? I'm good. Right. No, right. get up. Like, what you comfortable for? Like, I say this to anybody that I'm around, like, no, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's, let's change it up. Like, that's from, from the jump. That's how I was. Like, I remember me and Grizz, we had a show a really long time ago, and nobody was there. We didn't really know nobody like that, and I was so mad. Performed, I performed in front of nobody besides the people that also performed. I said, I'm never performing at a show like this ever again. He said, bro, you can do what you want, but I am. I was like, I guarantee I, find, I get us another show that's better than this. I guarantee it. You know what happened? A month later, this dude with Ezamati hits me up. Yo, you're fire. I want you to open up my set. Mohawk place. Big crowd. Mm -hmm. Performed at Rodegies gave us a show. Mm -hmm. Big crowd. I'm like, bruh, I told you. I told you. Right. And we did that. Right. And ever since that, we just boop, 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 boop. We just kept going up. Now we, then we start throwing our own shows. Then like those was the shows to be at. Then we started throwing parties and 200 plus people at the parties. Like everything just started going up. And then things slowed down, but it's about to pick right back up. Like right now, it's about to. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, no, there's definitely some momentum with like the amount of music that's been putting out right now with all you guys. And I could just like, yeah, I don't know. I could just like, when I was in the house the other day, I could just feel that something big is happening. Yes, yes. Like we were having meetings. Like we've, we had like two meetings this week about we're throwing our, we're having a Halloween party. 31st we've been just planning and planning and trying to make sure everything is good make sure everything's perfect and we could have bullshitted everything and it's like you know like uh we think about doing it but no we not we are really like getting to it like making sure we do these things so this can happen because it needs to yeah i'm gonna leave you with one final question i ask this a lot in my podcast and it is, when you hear the word successful, who's the first person that comes to your mind and why? Okay, like three people just came to my head. Okay. Kendrick Lamar, Jay-Z, and my dad. Kendrick Lamar, because he has stayed real throughout everything that he, that he does. Like, I didn't even like Kendrick Lamar in the beginning, but then I started to, I actually understood what he was talking about. I'm like, oh, this man is amazing. Like... He is talking life. He's talking life. And he stays real and he stays out of, the, out of the way, stays out the drama, brings his people up. He's bringing baby Keem up right now. That's his little cousin. People, a lot of people might, might not even know that. He's just working up. Jay-Z. Jay-Z's a billionaire. Like, come on now. Like, Jay-Z, my, my dad's favorite rapper. So I, I, I don't listen to Jay-Z that much, but I know he's a, a, successful, a successful man. My dad, he's in a whole different way of success because... It wasn't that he needed to be a millionaire or a billionaire because he probably could have if if he went a different route, but he didn't. And he chose love and he chose having a family and he chose an angel as a wife. My mom is an angel like and they birth 
me, my brother, and my sister, and to do that and to birth with you that and to bring us up the way that you did to have our minds the way it is, success. Yeah. Success. Yeah. Everybody's and it's love of too. So if you if you got love, you 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 you're doing something right. Because love is like one of the only real things on the planet. Hundred percent. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks. Thank you so much for coming on. And where can people find you? Like what what are your what are your social um, medias? Twitter is Young Hooli, Y-U-N-G-H-O-O-L-Y. And Instagram is Hooli Love, H-O-O-L-Y-L-U-V. And just look up Hooli on YouTube if you want to try to find anything. It's like Hooli it, <laughs> just Hooli. Yeah. And are you guys on like iTunes as well? Like Sound- oh, yeah. SoundCloud? Oh, yeah. SoundCloud, iTunes. Um, Everything is Hooli for me. Okay. H-O-O-L-Y. Uh, SoundCloud, you're gonna see a little face. Like I drew a face. That's the that's the screen for it. Like you're gonna see that. And then Apple Music, Spotify, you see my face on it. I got um, I got a mic in my hand. It's a black and white picture. Just click on that. Listen to whatever is up there. <laughs> Thank you All for right. having me. Yeah. Thanks, Willie.